Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to season four of the Pre-Vet Pausecast, Binging the Application. I'm Alex Avellino, and with me is my current applicant, strategic communications intern and producer, Mr. Jeffrey Young. Jeffrey, what's today's topic? Today, we're gonna to be going over the interview. The interview. So students, as you know, a lot of vet schools don't have an interview, but UF sure does, so we are going to touch on it today. Uh, we're gonna give you some tips and tricks, things to think about, some resources. You know, the interview can definitely be your gateway into vet school. You've already shown that you're fabulous on paper if you get into that interview, and so it's your time to shine and market yourself. So how do you prepare? First, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and look up our interview ebook that you can see on our Pre-Vet Toolkit website. Uh, go ahead and download that, work through the whole ebook. Jeffrey, you've looked at the ebook before. Yep, I sure have. There's videos on there, there are worksheets, tips and tricks, so I would do that. Also, you can just Google interview prep resources. Prepping is all about practice. Sometimes students say, oh, I don't wanna sound rehearsed. Those are different things. Knowing your story, being able to articulate your story in a comfortable and conversational way is practicing. Rehearsing is memorizing the answer to questions that you think they're going to ask you. Okay, now, frequent mistakes. Frequent mistakes in the interview are students who just are not aware of current veterinary issues. So if we ask you a current veterinary issue question, and I'll go over what those are. If we ask you a question that you cannot answer, that's a really obvious big picture topic, that's a red flag. If a student goes negative in the interview, that's a red flag. So if we ask you, talk about a time you had a conflict and the student immediately starts bad-mouthing a veterinary technician that they worked with, ooh, big red flag. Even though that happens, like if you have a conflict with someone else, we totally get that, but talk about your experience and what you learned from it. Another frequent mistake would just be a lot of distractions. So if someone says, um, or like a lot, or they constantly have a nervous giggle, or they're not making good eye contact, so just general communication issues, that's a frequent mistake. And then I think the student who is not able to articulate their passion for the profession. Sometimes, I see this a lot when the admissions committee is reviewing the interview questions, they write, I couldn't tell if they really wanted to do this. So don't let that be you. Make sure you know why you wanna be a veterinarian. You can give explicit examples. You can be clear. That's what you wanna do. Now, let's just talk about the general setup and structure of our interview. So our interview is 45 minutes long. It is behavioral, which means we ask questions like, tell me about a time when. So it's not super situational. It's not like, oh, what would you do if? We wanna know explicit examples from your past that you can translate into the interview question. We evaluate you on uh, five basic areas. That's background and experience, teamwork and leadership, communication skills, current veterinary issues, and pre-vet experience. So that's what we are looking for. We also leave an opportunity for overall comments for the admissions committee members. We ask them, you know, is this a rock star applicant or is this student not super ready? They score you on a point system. You get interviewed by three folks, two admissions committee members and a current DVM student. So they'll all work together to chat about strengths and weaknesses, opportunities for growth. 
And in general, students love the interview. They have a great experience. So let's start with current veterinary issues because I think this is a big one. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell y'all what current veterinary issues you should be aware of. Animal rights versus animal welfare. Where do veterinarians fall on that spectrum? Overpopulation of animals in any given area. So a lot of times people think about feral cats. They might think about wild mustangs. They might think, and these are usually like invasive species that don't belong there. So in South Florida, one of the big ones for us are pythons and iguanas. You know, people let their pets out and now they're everywhere and they are attacking the wildlife. But what do we do? So you need to know about the issue and you need to have your opinion on the issue and your solution for the issue. Another one that comes up a lot, elective surgical procedures. Jeffrey, can you give me an example of an elective surgical procedure? So I think probably the most common ones would be ear cropping and things like your Doberman mm -hmm. or tail docking. Right. Um, and then for your cats, usually things like declawing. Perfect. Yeah. So any kind of procedure that is not mandatory for that animal's health is considered an elective procedure. So Jeffrey hit the nail on the head. Ear cropping, tail docking, and declaws. Another big issue in vet med would be euthanasia and euthanasia practices and your opinion about how we handle euthanasia. And that could be in shelter med. So shelter med deals with a lot of euthanasias, but then there's no kill shelters. So if you tell someone you're a shelter med person, you probably want to have a handle on shelter med and euthanasia. Let's talk about mental health and wellness in veterinary medicine. That's a huge topic of discussion right now. You know, vet med um, has a higher suicide rate in female veterinarians than the general population. So, and then compassion fatigue, burnout, all of these buzzwords, very, very high on everyone's mind right now. So how you would answer that in an interview would be, do you understand that it's an issue in veterinary medicine? Why do you think it's an issue? How have you dealt with mental health and wellness? And what are some of your strategies? Student debt is a big one. Jeffrey, have you thought about student debt at all? I definitely have. And thanks to the class that I took with you and TA'd for, um, talking about the different options that there are, the different, the different loans that you can be taking out, and just overall options for how to be paying off that school and how to prepare for um, being in that situation where I'm going to be less financially stable for a while. Yeah, understanding your debt, knowing that you're going to have debt, thinking about what are some ways to pay off my debt. So One Health, what is One Health? Je Jeffrey, will you define One Health for me? So One Health is basically the intersectionality of how humans, animals, and the environment interacts with each other. Diseases that are zoonotic can be transferred from animals to humans, how our farming techniques impact the environment, which can impact our health as well as the animals. And it's basically just a web that sort of just keeps on interacting with each other. One Health is huge and making sure students know what One Health is. Also, we might think about diversity in veterinary medicine is a big issue right now as we are considered the whitest of the healthcare professions. So why does that matter? Why do we need to change it? How will we get better if we can adjust that? So diversity will definitely be something that could come up in an interview. Lack of veterinarians in rural areas. So basically, to prepare for a current veterinary issue, you want to understand what scope of veterinary medicine you're hoping to tackle, and then Google and ask veterinarians, what are some of the current issues going on here? How can I understand them better? Formulate your opinions and your viewpoints. Get your facts straight. I think another good resource are some of the different websites and magazines like DVM360. 
Um, for a lot of people, I know when I was working at my last practice, my veterinarians were subscribed to it. And when they were done with their copies, I was able to take some home and just keeping up to date with things like that and different subscribing to different news sites and things like that, just to keep up to date with the newest information coming out. Oh, for sure. I think everyone, if you're on social media, you would want to follow the FVMA, the AVMA, the AAVMC, APVMA, all these big organizations that can keep you up to date with what's going on in the field. Student Doctor Network might have some good resources on there too for current interview questions. So just be plugged in and tuned in. So that's tackling the, honestly, I think the hardest part of the interview. The rest of it should be easy because it's your story and talking about you. So you want to prepare for these types of questions. Uh, you want to have a question, you want to have an answer prepared for who's your role model. And you would want a non-veterinary and a veterinary role model. You would want to have an answer to your strengths, your opportunities for growth, who you are as a leader. You want to have answers prepared for just your background and experience. So answering the question, tell me about yourself. And when I provide advice on tell me about yourself, I say past, present, and future. Talk about where, who you are, where you came from, briefly. Present, you know, that's when you're going to talk about your educational experiences, your vet med experiences, and anything you want to highlight. Future is what area of vet med you want to go into and what kind of veterinarian you hope to be. All of that should get done in 90 seconds or less, and your video essay is a good prep for that question. You also want to be prepared to talk about maybe conflicts, mistakes that you've made. That's the biggest one. If they ask you what type of veterinarian you want to be, make sure it makes sense based on your current experience. And then you just always want to stay open-minded, letting them know that you know that you're going to learn a lot while you're in vet school and you could change your mind and let them know you know a ton of veterinarians who change their mind. So you probably will too. So communication skills wise, what they're looking for, eye contact. They're looking for some inflection in your voice, not completely monotone. They're looking for you speaking at a pace that is appropriate. So it's not too fast where you seem super nervous or too slow where you don't seem engaged. They're looking for a volume that is not crazy loud and not really, really soft where they can't hear you. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and ask Jeffrey a common interview question and then we will let him respond and then I will give feedback. So Jeffrey, tell me who you are on a team. So I've gotten the opportunity to sort of experience a couple different roles on teams. So working in my veterinary practices, uh, working as a technician, I had to work alongside and under other people and just sort of work together with them for a common goal. But I've also had the opportunity through my bird sanctuary to be a senior handler, uh, which gave me the responsibility of training people as well as being in charge. And that was definitely a unique experience for me, being much younger than a lot of the people I was in charge of. And that sort of change of dynamic that I had to very quickly get used to. And it's something that I feel like I was able to grow into uh, fairly quickly. And there were definitely a lot of hardships that I faced doing that. But overall, I feel like it was a great experience and helped prepare me for future roles in becoming a veterinarian. Okay, here's what I love about this. I love that you gave me two explicit examples of experiences that you've had because sometimes students are just vague in general. Like, oh yeah, I usually fall into a leadership role, but I don't mind being a team member. But you gave me two examples that showed me that yes, you've had experience working in a team alongside others and as being a leader and highlighting cool veterinary experiences that you've had. So I love that. 
I like that you wrapped it up saying that it helped prepare you to be a veterinarian. So very nice. I think when you are preparing for the interview, write down the common questions they're going to ask, write down your example that you're going to give, and just make sure that you talk about details and impact. What impact did your experiences have? Why does the veterinary medicine community benefit from these experiences? Always, always, always talk about impact. Impact usually sounds like numbers or it sounds like measurable change or growth. Something that you did that's explicit, maybe like an anecdotal story, that's impact. Jeffrey, how are you feeling about having to do, hopefully having to do an interview? I'm excited. I definitely feel like for me personally, that's an area where I can really shine uh, because I love making those connections with people. And I just feel like that's an area that I'm very comfortable with. I agree. I think you'd have a great interview. I hope to see you get an interview. I hope to see all of you get an interview for our listeners. Good luck. Practice, practice, practice. This is a fun, exciting time. If you get an interview, you should feel super proud because it is a very select group who gets to do that. I'm Alex Avellino. I'm Jeffrey Young. And we'll talk to you soon.